0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow as we embark on another episode entitled Trench Warfare. Tonight, we'll be looking at the Battle of Jutland, the only major naval engagement that occurred during the First World War as the year 1916 begins. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Join me now here for the latest installment of my World War One theme podcast series entitled Trench Warfare. We'll be looking at Trench Warfare, The War at Sea. When the year 1916 began, there was only one major known naval engagement that took place during the First World War. Already gone from people's minds and memories during the conflict was the absolute horrors of the previous year of 1915. Endless and ceasingless gas attacks, the first aerial combat engagements, the first British bombardments by hydrogen-filled German Zeppelins, to the abortive Battle of Gallipoli that saw the Allied forces of Britain, France, Australia, and New Zealand withdraw from the Ottoman Empire, now known as Turkey, to the innocent and unprovoked seeking of the RMS Titanic by a German U-boat off the coast of Southern Ireland. But as the year 1916 began during the First World War, there was a notable naval engagement that was being fought by the Imperial German Kriegsmarine versus the British Royal Navy. It occurred there. Off the coast of Denmark, mainly the mainland Danish coastline of Jutland. It had involved two combat fleets of British and Imperial German naval vessels that were somewhat grouped against each other out on, while, while out on the North Sea. It was during this battle, battle now known as the Battle of Jutland in 1916, that was being fought very ferociously between the two naval forces but it later resulted in absolute stalemate or draw between them. Ever since the 1900s began many uh, developed countries in every continent including the United States has started using the all metal known dreadnought warships or battle cruisers as they were called. With these successful launching and sailing movements of the Dreadnought class that was first developed by the United Kingdom in the early 20th century, many other nations have started a huge naval arms race to build the quickest, the most powerful, and the most deadliest naval fleets using Dreadnought type warships. But as these huge and deadly, with ferocious firepower, type naval warships were beginning to crowd up on the North Sea, merely off the coast of Denmark, the British side w- w- was led by a man named Edward Jellicoe, who was the Edward, who was the British admiral at, at the time whereas with the Imperial German Kriegsmarine was actually led by an Imperial German naval officer. It was during the early months of 1916 that these two fleets, somewhat powerful and equally armed to the teeth, started to attack each other while out on the North Sea. Some of them... Had developed a very infamous but new-age tactic in naval warfare in its history known as crossing the T. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what crossing the T is, I'll go ahead and encyclopedically explain, explain it to you all. Crossing the T is when an attacking force coming up from heading outwards, can only fire their four guns, whereas the top person or the opposing naval naval vessel could only fire a broadside, either right or left, or port to starboard, as it was called back then using the marine term, terminology. Crossing it would have to be equally totaling both sides, both the opposing top warship hopelessly getting in the way of, in front of ...the attacking ship heading up towards the opposing battleship on its side. It was during this um, seaside naval battle that... ...both the British and the Germans had inflicted huge losses on each other. By the, by the battle's end, during the early months of 1916 it had been fought to a draw or stalemate. Consider it for a moment, ladies and gentlemen, the size of the two navies, as we should. We have yet to regret that both sides were equally powerful and equally matched, both the British and the Germans. But since it had taken place between the countries of the United Kingdom and the Northern parts of the countries of both Germany and the Netherlands, as well as off the coasts of both Norway and Denmark. We have to modern days uh, consider it, ladies and gentlemen, that they were doing it in a very confined space. It was also not only being the only maritime and naval major combat engagement of the First World War, it was also, well, the most, should we say, modernized naval warfare that ever took place during the conflict. Now we switch over to the Western Front, when 1916 began, Early on in the year, starting February onwards, there was a French army attack towards the Germans that took place at Verdun. Verdun is the name of a French town that is somewhat located eastern, in the eastern part of France near the German border. It was by hope by then that the French would try to break this never-ending and continuing stalemate of enduring many months long and nearly two years long of trench warfare between both them and the Germans while on the Western front of the war. However, besides the Battle of Jutland being one of the world's most notable tactical and militaristic stalemates during the conflict the Battle of Verdun was also a huge stalemate for the French that that costed and costed many, many hundreds of thousands of French lives that took part in that huge French army attack towards the Germans. It was also during the year that it would also see a more combined French and and British attack towards the northern part of the River Seine known as the Battle of the Somme. But until then, the only the note as the ...year of 1916 finally had rolled on. The only true combat... stalemate that was ever fought before... ...the Battle of Verdun... ...occurred off the coast of Jutland in Denmark. But it was during this year... ...that a very take... ...unexpected turn for... The worst part of the events that were yet to, to be unfolded. Good night, everyone. May God bless all of us, our children, and our planet. And I want you to think, not panic. Thus concludes, ladies and gentlemen, my 110th episode here on Tuesdays for tomorrow. With another installment of Trench Warfare. My twenty-five chapter podcast series about the First World War. If you have enjoyed listening to this series or any other of my episodes here on Tuesdays for tomorrow, then I sincerely do thank you, f- thank you for you all, for your all this patience and for your appreciation and your con- and your comments and your encouragement. If you had just joined me from from wherever you are, either here in the Americas, or even around the world, especially in Europe, including the war-torn Middle East, then I sincerely welcome you all. If you are hearing my voice here on Spotify, Spotify Podcasters, iHeartRadio, or whatever you podcast, or any other kind kind of podcast platform, live streaming service, then I do welcome you all. If you are hearing this voice, or my podcast, uses for Tomorrow, that you are accessing it through the internet, either on any known social media websites, such as Facebook, Twitter, now called X, or Instagram, Meta, or any other type of social media platform out there in cyberspace, either here around the world, that if you are hearing my voice on any of those social media websites, then I sincerely do welcome you all. And I do hope you enjoy... My podcast, Tuesdays for Tomorrow, as much as I have. Me recording all these speeches, these um, many, many series for you all. It's truly been an absolute honor and very distinguished distinguished talent for me to be speaking to you all here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow. Until then, enjoy your week, and we'll see you again next time here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow. Good night, everyone.